Thanks for joining us today for Bread of Life, a ministry of Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. At the core of our ministry is the conviction that Christ is our sufficiency in all things. Our prayer is that the message today might bring your thoughts near to Christ's abundant grace. To contact us, please call us at 208-331-4096. That number again is 208-331-4096. And now here for a brief introduction is our speaker, Joel Van Hoogen. Listen as I read to you 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 16-21 through 21 for the word of the day. It's the word reconciliation. You'll hear it, or a form of the word, five times in this passage. It's a wonderful word that defines the new life that we have. It's a new life of a new relationship with the living God. We are reconciled to Him, and we live in Him, and He lives in us. It also defines the life we are now to live. We live as ambassadors of reconciliation. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. The word of the day is reconciliation. It came at His personal expense. He was the reconciler and He was the reconciled one and He provided the cost for that reconciliation. Christ took our sins on Himself so that we read here, for He made Him who knew no sin to be made sin for us. That was the cost of our reconciliation. That was the equation that had to be the ground that had to be covered in order that we might be made or become the righteousness. We might become the righteousness of God in Him. It wasn't a cheap price. It was the most costly price ever given. God the Father is the author of reconciliation. God the Son is the agent of reconciliation And the Holy Spirit is the applier of that reconciliation. Jesus offered himself up for our sins in that act of reconciling us through the Holy Spirit, we're told. And we, by the Spirit, are born again. He gives us new hearts so that we now hate sin and love God. That's why it says here, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It's an expression of the agency of the Holy Spirit transforming us and changing us. Or the application of the Holy Spirit bringing to us reconciliation. What does this reconciliation mean for us going forward? Those who have been reconciled to God. This is what's happened. What does it mean for us? Well, first it means it changes the way we see every human being. Verse 16 says that we can't look at men the same way as we have before. 
We must see them now through the loving pursuit of God in Jesus Christ. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we had known Christ according to the flesh, yet we know him no longer that way. We don't see people that way anymore. The verse just prior to that says, the love of God constrains us. We feel the loving impulse of God for a lost and fallen world constraining us to seek their own reconciliation. We can't see them any other way. Folks, you don't see them as elect and not elect. Regardless of what your theology is, that's not what's being taught here. You see them as people who God loves. And you see yourself as people on a mission to reconcile those who are separated from Him. It changes the way we see ourselves and our role before every person. We are ambassadors of reconciliation. The Roman Empire of Paul's day, when Paul wrote this, had two different kinds of provinces. One was called a senatorial province and the other was called an imperial province. Senatorial provinces were those regions that had been settled and were submissive and under the peace of Rome. Imperial provinces were those that were continuing to agitate against Roman rule. They were prone to be dangerous places where insurrection could easily be fired up at any moment. And it was to these provinces that Rome would send its ambassadors to discourage and quell rebellion before things got worse, before Rome came upon them with military force. It actually was quite judicious of the Roman Empire. The Christian is an ambassador in a sinful and rebellious world to a sinful and rebellious people, but our message is not, God is at war with you. Our message is, God has made a way for peace with you. The Lord Jesus came on a mission of peace when He came to this world. That's why the angels said, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And at the cross, Jesus made provision for peace. The cross was not God's declaration of war upon the world. It was God's declaration of peace for it. And we live in the age in which God is expressing His terms of peace. We bring to individuals who are facing an age to come in which God will bring His war and His judgment. But now, now it's peace. And all of this is quite personal to God. God saved you because He reconciled you to Himself. He has left you here on earth to introduce others to that reconciliation. You are here right now to plead with people as though God were pleading through you, be reconciled to God. Be brought into a personal relationship with Him. When God saved you, He didn't simply save you in order to get you to heaven. If that were the case, He would have taken you to heaven right away. If that were the case, baptism, you would just go down in the water when you were baptized. So you could make your immediate entry into eternal glory. When God saved you, He left you here on earth so that you could be an ambassador of His reconciliation to others. He didn't leave you here to sing His praises, although you're supposed to do that, but the praise is going to be a lot better in heaven and a lot fuller. There are some songs that I want to sing in our church. It just doesn't sound right. Just not a big enough anthem, but someday in heaven. Oh, my. Before the glassy sea, without the taint of any hypocrisy or sin, how wonderful it will be. The church's purpose is not to praise it's our privilege, but it's not our purpose. 
He's left us here to seek to reconcile lost to Him. He's not left you here so you can get to know Him better because now we see through the glass darkly, but then we will see Him face to face and we'll know Him even as we're known. Oh, it ought to be our pursuit to know Him more and more now only so we can tell more of Him to others and tell them about this God that they should be reconciled with. We're not left here to enjoy fellowship with one another because it's going to be a lot better in heaven. Absolutely capable of trusting every confession of love and surrender to one another in heaven because we'll speak the truth to one another in love always. No, there's one reason why God has delayed your delivery into eternal glory. There's only one good thing that you can do on earth that you can't do better or perfectly in heaven. And that is to seek spiritually dead people who are alienated and separated from God and proclaim to them God's way of peace, God's terms of peace, God's way to reconciliation through the finished work of Jesus Christ. To let them know that today is the day of salvation. This is the day of a personal relationship with God. If you've truly been saved, and God hasn't taken you home yet, which, if you're here, this is the reason why. If God hasn't taken you home yet, there's only two reasons. One is you're fooling yourself and you haven't been reconciled and He's being merciful to you. The other one is you know that reconciliation and you rejoice in it. And He's left you here to be an ambassador of that reconciliation to others. That's why He's giving you the job you have, that's why He's placed you in the home you have. Every one of those points are places and expression points for His embassy and your ambassadorial role. Now, if God has left us here to this work, if we have a better home waiting for us in heaven, and yet He is keeping us from it for this one purpose, yet we want to be there, right? then we should learn to pray, God, either use me to lead men to you or please take me home. God, either put me in the way of men you would reconcile to yourself or God, take me out of the way altogether. Let's bow our heads and let's pray together. We've turned our lives into the hands of the Lord Jesus and trusted in Him fully as the one who allowed His hands to be pierced for our sins and broken for us. All, not simply to get us to heaven, but to get us into His arms, to draw us into relationship with Him. We have yet to know or explore the depth of that relationship. The final journey point of that is waiting for us when we will be drawn up into heavenly glory. But even now, we live in Him and He lives in us. Even now we know that there's something that once estranged us that's no longer there. And we praise you and we thank you, O oh God. In the midst of the challenges and difficulties, our faith, our hearts, the Holy Spirit whispers peace within our hearts. How can we enjoy this and not feel a burning desire to share it with others? If we would only explore a little deeper than the surface, we would see that people's lives are anguished with a sense of alienation and separation from others and from you. That explains the mad pursuit 
to bury it in amusements, the mad pursuit to bury it in passing and fleeting relationships. It explains the phenomenon of mass media, blogging, and Facebooking. It explains, dear God, the profusion of drugs and alcohol. And it explains the religious nature of people. They're missing something and we know what it is. God, I pray for the individual here that, or the person who might hear this word that knows it's true and doesn't want it to be so, that they're not at peace in this universe and now they see it's because they're not at peace with the universe's God. Jesus, you've died for their sins. You've paid the price. The great and glorious phrase pronounced in that moment was, it's finished, it's all been done. Just come unto me, come unto me. And oh God, may they come on the run just now. Claim you as Savior. Cast themselves upon you and ask of you to mercifully reach into the very hearts and transform them and make them new. Find in this very hour, in this very moment, the great joy to kiss and make up with their God. We pray for these things in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. You've been listening to The Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. For a copy of this broadcast, just call us at 208-331-4096. Until the next time, God bless you.